0: Hey everybody, welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome to episode number 45, everybody. Number 45, numero 45. In the old Espanol language, that's right. Mm-hmm. See, Marquise, I'm paying attention. That's from last episode, if you're new to the podcast. 568 days now, no booze, no booze, no booze. That's right. How's everybody doing out there? You're writing your, your numbers on the board? That's what I do. Try it out. I know some of you have. You say it helps. I know some maybe have heard of it. Every day, write your numbers on there. Dry erase board. Every day, write write the new number on. It's an affirmation. You earned it. Just always remember that. I'm doing all right. I hope you guys are doing well. A couple people asked me, are are you doing okay? You sounded a little stressed about it last episode. No, I'm not stressed. I'm just some days, weeks, hours, minutes, whatever. They 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 vary. They vary. But I've been good. I've been very good. You'll have to forgive me as I'm recording this intro. I'm a bit under the weather. School started a couple weeks ago, right? So, you know, the kids get back into school. They start mixing their germs around. And kid came home with the, with the sniffles. And then Liz got it. She actually got an ear infection out of it. She's okay. She's got the antibiotics. I did not get an ear infection. However... I do feel like crap, and I'm very nasally. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. It's what the tests and the doctors all say. Just something else. You know? It just just reminds you, hey, COVID is not the only thing out there that'll make you feel like crap. So, But I want to get this episode out as the point. This was recorded back on September 3rd, 2022. And it's a great comic. It was on episode 16. Just over two years ago to the day. I love the dude. He's an awesome human being. I'm so glad to call him a friend and a colleague and a peer, and I'm also glad to have somebody else on the podcast to talk to, because I was getting really tired of sitting here talking to my fucking self all the time. (laughs) It's Mo Alexander, everyone. Mo Alexander on the podcast today, and I'm very excited about it. Now, Mo has been doing a ton of touring. He's back out there running the gambit, so he's been doing that. He also has a brand new comedy album that was number one on iTunes and Amazon. And he's been promoting that as well. And he's considering the other things he has at his availability to promote this. To say, hey, I also want to come back and promote the the album and hang out and talk with you. And I said, absolutely. And we recorded this last Saturday, like I said. The setup that Mo had, it was sort of an off setup. So it, <laughs> the interview on his end, it sort of has a morning radio show call in. But also, it's such a cool conversation. Mo, in the interview, says that one of the best ways I could describe it. He's, you know, hanging out and talking to other comics is one of the best things about doing comedy. It was for me. I think it is for him. And it's awesome. That's what's going on with the podcast today. It's nice. It's a good listen. I want to say thank you to our promotional partners here today. MondoMonsterwear.com, shirts that feed the geeky mind. And newsly.me, Stop scrolling the news. Start listening to it. Available on at newsly.me or anywhere on the app stores. Any of them. Any of them janks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I feel like crap. I actually don't sound that bad. This technology. That executive producer, Tom Hedgup. That's his voicemail when you call him. Has provided me and helped me with. It's, uh, man, I sound good. All right. I think I covered everything. I don't, I don't think I have anything else to, to lead up to it. It was fun to laugh with somebody else who's got that brilliant comedy mind that he has. He really was one of my favorite people to ever work with when I was out working the road. A really good time for you. Oh, real quick, before we get to that, don't forget, follow me on Twitter, John D Podcast, John D Comedy, J-O-N-D Comedy Podcast, the John D Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, John D Podcom, J-O-N-D Podcom. All right, let's get to the good bit. For episode number 45 of the John D. podcast, enjoy my conversation once again with the wonderfully ridiculous Mo Alexander. And there he is. There he is. Please welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Mo Alexander, one of my best friends ever. What's up, my brother?
1: What's what up, up, my man? brother? How you been?
0: I'm all right, man. It's nice to have you.
1: I apologize for this taking so long to do, to get to part two with you. But my life has been insanely ridiculous lately, so I apologize. I'm glad we're here
0: today. Well, you know, I, I actually went back and looked at it. It mm-hmm. is September 8th of 2020 was the last time you were on here. Jesus so almost, Christ. Yeah, almost so almost two years. two years. Yeah, two years to the I day, man. I am so sorry. I am so no, it's sorry okay.
1: to I've been awesome busy. Business. You've been
0: busy. You've yeah, been probably yeah. a lot busier than I have.
1: The world went to hell, came kind of back, went back to hell.
0: Yeah. I was, you know, it did. Um, how's that been for you? I mean, I know, I know for instance, you had a lot of things happen over the course of, yeah. I mean, so last time I talked to you, you were doing the laptops for the kids,
1: yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. You're
0: still doing that. Correct.
1: Still doing that. When I have to, uh, like I just gave a kid a laptop yesterday, uh, but- uh, he was starting school, and apparently he's in doing homes. He has to do homeschool for some reason because I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I gave him a laptop yesterday. He's very happy with it. I it's refurbished, awesome, a old- I refurbished and upgraded and hacked an old Mac together for me. He's very happy.
0: Nice. I have a Mac. I love it, and it's a seven-year-old oh, yeah. Mac.
1: Macs last forever, and I don't understand why people don't get that. I'm right now. I'm talking to you on a 2012 MacBook Pro right now. Yeah. The cam- yeah. the camera sucks. But other than that,
0: I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, I think mine, I think mine's a 13 or a 14 Mac. Mm-hmm. Things are awesome. Anyways, computers. Yeah. Way to start it off, funny, Ma- Mo. You know, uh, hey, I, I, <laughs> I'm I, 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 you know, <laughs> comedy, <laughs> yay, yay, comedy. But you've been yay, doing comedy. comedy. You've been doing comedy. You just came back from Colorado. I know. I've been. I mean, I, I've talked to you. So it's been two years since you've been on here. But I talked to you yeah. at other times. So last yeah. I talked to you, you were in Colorado. How was that? That's gotta be amazing. Where weed is very legal, by the way.
1: Very legal. Very legal. They should pretty much you you cross the border, they should just hand you a half ounce and say, Hey, go get <laughs> go go relax for a couple days. Welcome to the road.
0: mountains. Yeah.
1: Okay. Welcome to the mountains. Don't leave. Get adjusted to our mile high, you know, thin ass air. And right. uh you'll be great. No, uh, is always fun for me. Colorado is an amazing cat for me. I usually spend For the past three or four years, I have spent an entire month in Colorado and did everything they had to offer, every gig possible. Uh, This year, I did it because I'm trying to work out a new hour right now, and build. Excuse me, not even work out. Build a new hour right now. So started at the Denver Comedy Underground and went and did everything, and ended up meeting the owner of Comedy Works finally. And dude, I got to tell you, the coolest thing ever happened. So I did a show called. New talent, like I, they ended, They all know me, so they let me close it out. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. I did. I did not work for Comedy Works. That was the only club in town I did not work for. and That's like the A plus room of the country.
0: Yes, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I've never so worked I there, walked. just for the record. So <laughs> it's amazing, dude. That's what I hear. And yeah.
1: I'll get off stage, and the manager comes up to me like, "Who the hell are you?" And I don't know you. I'm like, "Hi, I'm Mo." They're like you're you're ridiculous. I'm like, "Thanks." And she's like, here's Wendy's numbers. You should call her. I'm like, okay, that's going to be weird because she doesn't know who I am. The next night, the manager of the other club comes to another show. I'm playing. This, there's a gay bar there called the Triangle and the Dick Comedy. And the guy who books is like, oh, yeah, Jeffrey's my friend. He's coming out to see you. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Huh? Well, and then I meet yeah. him. And he's like, oh, yeah, we brought you up in the manager's meeting this morning. I'm like, what the hell is going on? What are you <laughs> telling me? And then right. two days later, and two days later, I go to Comedy Works South there's two clubs to go see my friend Laurie Kilmartin. And then yes. Wendy, the owner of the chain, bounces in. And I'm thinking, I'm just gonna hang out for like five more minutes. We stay there till like one o'clock in the morning talking and laughing and making fun of people we hate and everything. And it was just awesome. And she was like, I'm gonna book you, Mo. I, I don't have my book on you. I'm gonna book you. And uh, like oh, two weeks ago, I'm in Little Rock. And she, I get a call. And she's like, hey, uh, what are you doing in September? I'm like, whatever you need me to do. (laughs) So I'm going back in two weeks to Denver and headline the comedy works.
0: I've heard, I've heard she's a great owner. I've heard, um, like i I just, she's a, she's a, one of those owners. So, you know, in comedy, you have owners that are in the business of owning a comedy club because they want to make a shit ton of money. And then you have other people who own comedy clubs because they love comedy. And they love being around comics. of it. And that's what I heard about Wendy. I heard she's I heard she's very cool. I heard she's very down to earth. Never worked for she, her. but
1: I, she's cool as far as I know for her, she's cool as hell. She invited me to come hang out at her house. When I told her we were you know, when she when I told her that we were she was like, Where are you staying while you're in town? I was like, I got a hotel. She was like, You know the condo was empty. You could have come and call the kind of stayed at the condo. I was like, I don't I just met you. I I would never what are you talking about? You don't know me. I was like, I can't come. call at the condo. No, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> But she's like, "Yeah, you get it. so yeah, so now I'm doing my first headline date ever at the Comedy Works, September twenty right. second through twenty fifth. So if you're in nice. Denver, Colorado, come watch this show. It's gonna be weird.
0: Yeah, all my Denver people. I got some people out uh, that listen to the podcast out in in Colorado. I don't think it's Denver, but if you're near there, make the trip because I I know make you. I've trip. seen you personally.
1: Oh yeah, I've seen yeah, you a several yeah. times. And, and, and the show has only gotten way more ridiculous since you told me. Way more ridiculous.
0: Well, I've been looking at some Yeah, this is okay. This is what we're gonna do. So we're gonna go into that. So so during COVID, the whole the Mm -hmm. whole lockdown thing, you had a very interesting thing happen to you where Mm -hmm. you had a house guest at one point, but he ended up not just being a house guest. I'll let you tell the story, but so
1: Well, there's two different things. You gotta understand. Yes, the whole story about me being attacked by a possum is true. But the house guest that I have now is not the same possum that attacked me.
0: Right. Okay. That's it, what I was going to. Yes. I
1: think. I think it's his grandson. Because
0: okay. Because <laughs>
1: what happened is there's a whole long story that you need to go buy the album "Mo Possum Blues" available on iTunes and Amazon and anywhere else you can download music. Um, called "Mo Possum Blues," and the the funny story is, if you see the cover of the album, that's my that's my pet one of them, well that's my pet possum, poncho. He was a right. non-releasable possum, and right. he's on the album cover with me. He's non-releasable. He's got. He's kind of blind, but uh, uh. So yeah, um, he's not the original possum that attacked me. He a different possum that showed up last year as a baby and was just wandering around and hitting the cage and stuff because he was. I guess something happened to his mom. He found a way in, just like the other possum did, right. and uh, we raised him from a baby, and now he's like a year and eight months old, something like that. So that he's getting to be like a middle-aged possum right now.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you sent me pictures and everything. I mean, he looks adorable. I told you before, when I was a kid, I always liked possums. And I think one of the reasons why I liked them was because they're kind of solitary, right? They people kind of look at them. They don't, they don't look, they're not pretty animals. Right. You know, and I feel like they get the short end of the stick. They are, they they are cute.
1: They get the short end of the stick. Possums are awesome. They eat everything that you don't want to be in your house. Well, he won't. He's bougie now. He like he turned down (laughs) wings the other day. He was like, "These wings are these wings are not the kind of wings I like." And like he literally licked a wing and left. He was like, "Fuck this wing! I'm not eating this wing. This is some bullshit wing." That's fine. But then again, one other night he we went to there's a a chain down here called Dodges, which is like a gas chain, gas station Mm -hmm. chain, and they have wings. And he walked in. He just walked into one of my. uh, He was in my bedroom, and he just walked on the bed, grabbed a wing out the box, and just started eating it like holding a wing with his little hand and just like, mm, like a regular person. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you could have those wings, but, uh, that's crazy. You know, don't put crumbs in my bed. What are you doing?
0: Well, also one of the about them is that they do have, a, they have a very distinct personalities, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of possums. Cause, it, cause since I talked to you about it, this, was, well, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about it. I actually looked up some more stuff to kind of refresh my memory about them, but they have very distinct personalities. Like people don't, people that think, think about, um, you know, people think about dogs, cats, stuff like that. Oh, they have personalities like that. But possums are the same way. They have their own idiosyncrasies oh, yeah. and they have everything like that. And
1: Oh, yeah. So, all Because po- uh, I had a second possum, but we lost her recently. and uh, oh. But, uh, yeah, very sad about that. But, um, yeah, they all have their very unique personalities. Like, he wanders around and looks and then he's like, okay, I'm going to eat this over here. I'm going to go hang out over here all right, I need you to hug me right now he'll just crawl up in my like chest and like like you know want to be hugged he's like all right I'm done and then he'll leave the other one was just like hold me constantly she was like like I'm scared I'm cold and I want to be held and she was like a little she was uh undeveloped underdeveloped she had a bad leg and uh um and she was a failure to thrive and uh we just you know whatever she was just like the same age as poncho but like a, half the size he's like ten pounds she was like four. And um, uh, very, yeah, she was tiny. Anyway, I won't talk about her. She, her, yeah. Anyway, wow. But yeah, oh, they I'm all have the that. unique personalities. They all have unique personalities. And he's just a little weirdo. I call him my little weirdo because he just yeah. He'll wake he'll wake up in the middle of night and just walk
0: on my head. But that's you, Mo. That's how you are, man. You're just that kind of a dude. You'll you'll see yeah. a homeless possum and you'll take him in. People, you know, people like, but the possums are scary, and I have to tell it sounds so mean when I say this. I'm not saying like.
1: But possums are like homeless dudes, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, they look scary on the street, but you take them inside and give them a bath, and they're just like a regular par- a person. I mean, that sounds so messed up. It's like, everybody avoids avoid homeless dudes, no, give them a bath, shave them up a little bit. They're just like everybody else. Same with possums. You just give him a little bath every now and then. He bathes himself. They're the cleanest animals. like cats to clean themselves. He hates yeah. taking actual bath baths. But occasionally, we had to dip him in because he'll do something stupid.
0: And,
1: uh, but yeah, he's just, he's cool. He's the most chill animal on the
0: planet. That's awesome. Now, so this happened. And so you, you, you came up with your album, Mo and mm-hmm. Blues, right? Mm-hmm. That got released back, uh, what? August 14th, I think. Is August when it came 12th. Out. August
1: 12th. August 12th. August 12th.
0: You went to number one on iTunes in the comedy and section. with it, And, and Amazon. Amazon. That's right. You, yes, you did.
1: Dude, I was at the um, Dry Heat Comedy Club in Albuquerque, which, by the way, is an under, uh, underrated, wonderful little room, and I hope it stays there for years because they're awesome. But I was about to go on stage, and apparently and someone was like, hey, man, did you know your album was number one on Amazon? And I'm like, what? I mean, like right before I went on stage. The album wasn't even supposed to be released till midnight, but already on Amazon, it was already number one. And then by the time the second show happened that night, there was like iTunes for number one, and I'm like the first ten minutes of both of those shows. If y'all came to them, I apologize because I was out of my damn mind. I was just like, "What? What?" It went to number one. I yeah, I was like freaking out because this is my first stand. This is my first record on Stand Up Records. From everything else I've done independently. I released every one of my albums independently. And me and uh, Dan Schlissel from um, Stand Up Records met a couple years ago. We and yeah, we did an album together, and it went to number one. And I'm just like, "Yay! This is stupid. This has never happened before, never for me at least. I've had albums be featured on the iTunes page, which was cool, but never have I had a number one album in the country. And it wasn't just like for five minutes. It was like for most of that weekend. It was for like three or four days. It was like number one. I'm like, "Holy crap! I mean, the well, lowest man. it went for like the first day it was like number four, and then went right back to number one. I'm like, "Holy crap! This is insane.
0: Yeah." That's what I was telling. I was saying yesterday when I talked to you was, I mean, you were slinging it out with guys like Bill Burr, the amazing Bill mm-hmm. Burr, people like that. Your album was up there with with those dudes. That's awesome. Yeah. it's it's kind of cool. I was showing my son. I like, you see the, I was like you can't listen to these guys, but you see these guys right here. Yeah. These guys are all awesome. You see this one right here, Mo? I know that dude. I know that dude. <laughs> I've gotten it was raging, so cool. Drunk with that guy. And, uh, yes, we have. Yes, we have. Not anymore, though. I'm at 562 days, man. Really? No
1: Congratulations, sir. I'm proud yeah. of you. I've, I'm at like three hours. So
0: Yeah. No, that's
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> But that's the thing. I have a qu- you took up breaks at appropriate times. I did not. And mm-hmm. so when it became, I'm trying to develop a joke about it. But basically, it's, you know, they told me not to go to work and because I couldn't. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I, way ahead of you, glug glug glug. That was it, you know. <laughs> right. And then eventually I, one day, uh, I was I, like, I, this, I can't do this anymore.
1: See, that's the thing. People think I drink constantly. I really only drink
0: when I work. <laughs> yeah. See, I know. That's I what I'm do saying. work you a take, lot. Right. You take I, breaks.
1: I do, I do work a lot. Yeah. I don't drink off oh, off stage or anything. I'm not drinking every day. I was like, eh, I'll save that for. I'll save the shots of tequila when people buy me shots of tequila. Let's do it. Right.
0: It's way cheaper that way. And
1: exactly.
0: yeah, no, but that's, that's exactly like you took breaks. I did not take breaks and that's why I I had to quit. But yeah, I understand and I'm proud of you,
1: sir.
0: But I, thank you, man. Proud. I, You know, I still love my cannabis, as I say, mm-hmm. my cannabis, my, my little None stuff like that. that. That's my only that's my only buzz I ever get anymore. And even even that started to get boring. It's like, God damn it.
1: Why did I have to screw it up? (laughs) You got no, you can't get the you can't let that get boring. You gotta change up the strains and stuff, man. You gotta change up the Yeah. I mean, there is some stuff that Colorado has it's just like I have been I have lost time, like I was abducted by aliens, lost time. I'm just like, I was sitting there and next thing I know it was Tuesday. What the hell happened? Where am I? What's going (laughs) on? Why am I wearing pants? This
0: is weird. Well, I was explaining to somebody the other day, because they were asking about you know how how the whole thing with the different types of strains and all stuff. And I'll explain to them. You know, there's ones that'll make you uppie. There's ones that'll make you low, and kind of in the middle. And you know, you can chill, and you can hang out, or you know, you can like I basically why I just always describe it is there's two kinds. There's there's ones where you want to lay on the couch and watch mm-hmm. a movie or play play video games, or there's other ones right. where you want to get baked as hell and go to the mall right. and walk around yeah. and, and people watch. So. As Virginia, mm-hmm. where it's legal now, and everything as that kind of gets going, it'll be. But I've been to other places, like California, uh, stuff like that. Oh yeah, like well, you know, this one does this, and this one does that. I'm like, fuck, give me a little bit of everything. I, yeah, exactly. Let me let me just give me a bunch of stuff,
1: and I'll figure out what I like this
0: week. Yeah, you know, I, I always,
1: like,
0: I, but, Oh no, I was just saying. I always tell people they're like, man, John. Like, if anybody ever says this to me, it's my defense. I've always said, you know. People might say, God, John, you're such a big stoner now. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. Exactly. I'm not drinking. That's it. So, what else do I have I had to argue good, about? <laughs> <Not so real. laughs> I'm i I'm just going to make not. up my own defenses until somebody puts a hole in it. I think I, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just no, a keep...
0: comment on your drinking. Well, as long I mean, as, you're
1: I... Happy, as long as you're effective, you're good. I mean, I'm proud of you if you're not drinking anymore. If you think you had a, if you you had a problem, you had a problem, oh. and that's good. You got out of it. That's good. Yeah.
0: No, I definitely did. Well, it, it was, it was fueled, and I, this is all about, so be about you, but I will say, I mean, it was fueled by just depression and not not liking where I was in life, and then of course the fact that I loved getting getting drunk as shit a lot of times, and it just it just rolled and it just rolled, and then you know, eventually you start to see the effects, and you know, and I talked about it on the podcast before, you know, if you have, I talk to people that are, have addictions and stuff, and you know, it's a real thing. I mean, I still mm-hmm. sit there and I'm like, God, oh, kill for a shot of tequila. Like right now, I would kill for a shot of tequila. But yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Anyways, nice sidetrack.
1: Nice sidetrack. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you got so you got the album Possum Blues which is on which was you blues. get on iTunes and Amazon.
1: iTunes, Available Amazon, wherever records. you get music. Apparently it's yeah. on Spotify too.
0: How would you describe this album compared to your other ones? Because I know that you, when I talked to you before, you said, I forgot how you worded it. So forgive me if I'm wrong when I quote you on this. I'm not really quoting, but you know what I'm saying. You you said it felt different to you in some ways. Do you, do you, remember, ta- you remember saying that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. darker.
0: You feel because it's darker? The
1: world has gotten darker because, okay. I'm very scared of the next album I record. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because okay. this is the darkest album I've ever done. Because there is some very dark comedy on there. But you know me; you've known me for years, and my mm-hmm. whole thing is about laughing at the stuff you're not. that people you know like, you're not supposed to make fun of that. You're not supposed to laugh at that. why? Because you're offended right. by it. Too fucking bad. Yeah. You know That's because never everything can you. be made, exactly, and everything can be making made fun of if you have the proper context. Right. And there's a bit on there's a bit on this album about me about Memphis where I'm from, born and raised. About how we were the first city in America to tear down all the Confederate statues, which is right. true. We were. We were Memphis did it first, and immediately after that, these little old white dudes popped up who looked just like Yosemite Sam, <laughs> yelling about how it's not about hate, it's about heritage. It's not about hate, it's about yes, it's about the love of heritage of once being able to own black people. Yes, that's what the love is for right there, you know. Right. And we take right. that and show the ignorance of racism by like if cuz if you if you if you know this country right now you see how scary some of these people are if you get into the dark corners of the web that are not porn related you will see that people want some there are some people out there who really think slavery is a good idea and we sh- I try to show you like yeah okay fast. it's not a good idea it's a horrible thing but i just know there are people who want slavery back and maybe if it happened ever again, it won't be black people, of course, because we have guns. But if it ever happened again, it wouldn't be nearly as ugly where there'd be naked people being sold on blocks because America's so stupid, slavery would just be a reality show. You know Welcome to Plantation Island. Uh, just like that. It's way darker. Yes, yes. You're laughing at that. Welcome to America's Next Top Slave with your host, James Crow. Uh, <laughs> oh, James Crow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See? They, see? they dug up that guy? Most- <laughs> James it's Crow a much darker album for me I mean we make fun of everything yeah. there's no sacred cows there's no sacred yeah. cows if you if you're a fit and the new stuff I'm writing see that's why I went to Colorado Colorado you have to go with, I don't know if you I don't know if you know this but Colorado has some of the best comics in America it is it's one right, of the most yeah. underrated com- scenes in America you have to be A plus to fight with these guys that's why I love when I'm in Memphis all the little open micers talking about oh y'all y'all don't, who, who think they're the shit. I'm like, you wouldn't laugh at the open mic in Denver, Colorado, Chicago's yeah. one of the hottest scenes, you know, All Well, I've heard. To be.
0: Well, but yeah, uh, longtime friend of mine, he's been on the podcast. Al Goodwin lives out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a comic mm-hmm. lives out there. And, and, but I've heard for years that Denver is a huge scene. And I, uh, what somebody I know who knows where I came from when, when I started, which was in the DC area, he equated Denver to the DC area. DC area has also got a lot of great comedy that comes yeah. out of it. Yeah. and it's one of those DC places was always where you, strong. Yeah, and it's one of those places you don't necessarily think about it, but at the same time, it does. It breeds it. And I've heard a lot of people talk about Denver.
1: Denver so that's, Denver's a beast. Denver's a beast. And you gotta you gotta be a beast with them. You have to be a beast with them or you can get left behind. And um,
0: uh so I shouldn't yeah. go there
1: then. No, you I should go there. You <laughs> you'd have so much fun yeah have fun. Get out. Of the that's house. why I went out there. That's why I go out there. Like I like to spend time. And this year, I wrote like twenty new minutes in Denver. And I'm just nice. like, yeah, yeah. This stuff, is, this stuff is tight. Yeah. And it, I was working. You know, I'm writing a few stuff trying to get the, get the new material out. And Denver was one of those places. And then I come back to Little Rock last week and do a show, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, forget this is Little Rock. This isn't Denver again. I just scared the <laughs> hell out of all you people. No wonder you hate me tonight. That's okay. That's fine. I know this stuff works. This- oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like I. Uh, I remember one time I was so I was doing a bunch of runs on the road. I was up north, right? Kind of you know New England, New England area, and mm-hmm. then literally two weeks later, I was in the south. Yep. And I didn't make the adjustment on the first show and it was not good. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like,
0: I had pe- people just stared at me. Like, I wanted to, I I, don't, I think I could have, I feel like they were going to stab me as if like it was going to happen or or whatever. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wish I had, I would have started singing Rawhide or something. Like from, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> in the blues, blues.
1: <laughs> So bad. Yep.
0: And, you, you know, was I a eight for 20 minutes. Cause you know, once you, a crowd like that, you start in the first five, eight minutes, you don't have them You're not going to get them. Yikes. I never, I never got. Them. Yeah. You definitely have to uh, adjust as far as, that Oh, goes. I, don't
1: adjust. I, I don't adjust. I make you adjust for me. I'm going to do my act. I'm going to do what I want on stage. It's, it's going to be funny. The club right. manager will laugh his ass out, but they're going to be people. I didn't like what he said about the Republican party. I think I hate this large black man. Bring the skinny white boy back. Uh, that's gonna right. be an email you're gonna get eventually, but you yeah. know I don't care. I'm gonna do my. I'm, gonna, I'm a. They hired me to do a show. I'm going to do a show, and yes, I'm gonna make you laugh at certain things, and certain things you can get pissed at me about because you disagree with them. But I don't personally care if you disagree with my comedy. Just sit there and laugh at the designated laugh points, or wait till they bring in a dude with a puppet. I don't care.
0: <laughs> I remember working with you years ago, and mm-hmm. I don't remember where you were. I. Might have been Greensboro, but I remember you you got up on stage. No, we were in Charleston. We were in Charleston, uh, West Virginia. Oh, got, Charleston,
1: West Virginia. Yeah,
0: and you, you got up there, and you said pretty much that exact same thing, and one dude just got up out of the back and walked out, and I started, I'm dude, okay, I was man. dying fucking laughing. It was so goddamn funny. The, literally, the, he was by himself, and it you know, had the big round tables. It was in a hotel, mm-hmm. he I was at the table. He sat there through me. Through uh, whoever was hosting, I don't remember, and then I think it was a radio guy, and then but yeah, he Brian. To, yeah, Brian, yeah, and he, you said that dude stood up and was like, "Well, I'm out," and he just rolled the fuck out of there. Yeah, and I, dude, yeah, I'm I dying. And I and I, and I remember you just kind of like stood there and watched him, were like, well, fix that issue.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> used to prevent a problem from happening before it happened because he's gonna get mad yeah. at this dude anyway.
0: I don't think anybody could ever take away from you is that you stick to your guns when it comes to telling your jokes and doing your and doing your stuff. And that's respectable, man. That's truly respectable. Because like I was just saying, I dude, I'll adjust if I have to. But I'm a chubby white dude with a beard.
1: Well, yeah, but you're funny.
0: Uh, <laughs> you said that so nice. I remember
1: though. I remember so one time in club. You are funny. You're a funny, dude. I love you, my friend. I, uh, too, I remember one time yeah. at a club in Florida, who I will not name. Maybe I, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna try to burn that Well, I don't work with them anyway. There's a comedy zone gig down in Florida with you know Port Charlotte called Busciani's. Yeah, yeah, one of I've the been owners. There. I was there once. You been to I, was there t-
0: I was there one Yeah, week I
1: was there.
0: They ne- yeah. they asked me not to come back.
1: Yeah, I yeah, they didn't want me back either. I'm fine with that. Because I blame I blame Comedy Zone for booking Paul Hooper their first week ever, which is no. just hilarious because Paul's insane. he, he was the first week. Love ever. him. He was a, he was yeah exactly. He was the first. He was there the first week. Apparently, got some chick topless on stage. I don't know. Well, the so old by people. By the time I got yes, yes, oh my yes. god! And apparently, after the third week, I was like the third week, and they just I scared the crap out of them because I had this one joke back in the day. It was an R Kelly joke. It was a I don't remember what it was but the owner of the club like hey man that joke offended my wife could you not do it the next show and i'm just like no i'm going to do it uh no one else complained your wife works here she has no effect of my ability for the crowd because they enjoyed it and i don't care if she didn't
0: yeah i know the yeah i know the wife you're talking and then about I, and then i never came back again i'm
1: like i'm okay with that because if you try to put restrictions on my comedy i don't want to be a part of your club anyway
0: sure no, that and that I totally 100%. I've had yeah people do that. And when I actually was supposed to go down to Vasani's like two weeks, like two weeks out, I called. I'm like, why am I going to get my confirms? And they're like, oh, they asked for you not to come back. And I said, that's cool. I don't, we can put you in something else. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Came back around like eight months later. Do you want to go down there? No. Mm-mm. So, but see, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. About, I was going to say if somebody told you, hey, could you not do that joke? It offended my wife. I would not have been surprised if you told that joke twice. (laughs) 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 And here's the thing. You're actually right. Here's (laughs) the thing about you, Mo. You would have said it in the beginning, and then you would have done it somewhere about five minutes before the end. You would have told them both just to give her time to be over it to be like, okay. That wasn't so bad. This is okay. Oh God, and then you're, five you're, minutes before the end, bam, you just hit him again. Yeah, you,
1: you're absolutely right. I would have, that's something I would have done. I have done yep. much worse. to my other, Oh my God. Yes. You, you know me very well, my brother.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I you know, I've, read, I've, run, I've run Paris Hilton out of a club before in, um mm-hmm. in the Bahamas. I was down in the Bahamas doing yeah, that.
0: Tell that story. Cause you, I've only heard you tell the story once. Will you tell it here real quick?
1: Um. Yeah. So, oh, I don't even. I gotta
0: remember the whole thing properly. I know. So, it was, I know. It was this a was in Paris. That.
1: This was in Paris. Yeah, it's been like twenty years ago. This was in Paris Hilton. That uh, other chick had that reality show that I made fun of constantly. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't remember the name of it. But so she was at my show, and I go to the club afterwards. You know, there's a club inside the Bahamas, inside the hotel casino thing, yeah. and I go up there, and I made my comment, and then she. Just you hear this whole little commotion in the background, she got mad, and her and her little entourage storms out and complains to the owner, and he's laughed at them anyway. I go to the club the day after the after the show we go to the dance club, and she comes up to me and says something horrible to me, and you know like, I didn't appreciate what you said about me, and you know I'm like the Bahamas is my vacation from tequila. Okay, I don't know if you know that about me because you know I'm a tequila drinker. But the oh, Bahamas yeah. is my two-week vacation from tequila and I only drink the Bahamian rum down there called uh, Bacardi and Yeho for two right. weeks. So the first day I get to the island, I buy a big bottle of that stuff and that lasts me like three days and then we we'll go get another one. So I'm I'm gone. I'm not gone, but I'm there, right? I'm here and I'm like, yeah, okay, you want to start some shit? And I go off on her to the point where Charles Barkley stands behind me just spit his drink out <laughs> because he's just like God damn! I was like, yeah, fuck that! Girl. Fuck your whole Fuck you and your hotel, bitch! Fuck you and your hotel! You're nasty, and I just go off, and he's just like this. This was. A- I'm coming to your show tomorrow night. I'm coming to your show tomorrow night. I was like, you better come, yeah. Charles. You better come. I'm coming so, to your yeah, show tomorrow night, cool? I'm coming to your show tomorrow night. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh hard. That is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's I pissed. So- I mean, you know, that Bahamas gig is weird because I'm not a big, many years ago, I was not a big football fan. I mean, a you know, professional. I love, I love college ball. I love right. college ball. I'm Mem- not even watching Memphis a college Tigers, game. Yeah. Memphis Tigers. born red. I will stab somebody with Memphis Tigers. <laughs> and what happened was, well, I didn't even recognize this dude until afterwards. But um, this dude came up to me and bought like 10 shirts for him and his posse. And I'm just like, cool. Thank you very much. High five. Boom, boom. And then they told me it was that dude from the Patriots. What's his name? The quarterback, Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady? like Ten of my shirts. Yeah, one I didn't even know who he was.
0: Bought one. Yeah, of your... I didn't
1: even know who he was. I had no idea. He had he, he him and like ten of his posse have or or used to have Mo Alexander. You people are stupid. Get the hell away from me. Tour shirts.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: yeah. He was, I, I, was if, like, I didn't even know who he was.
0: I wonder if he wore it under his pads like at practice because like when I play I really football, hope
1: he does. <laughs> I, I really hope he did I really hope he did Cause he bought 10 shirts. I was like that's cool as hell
0: Maybe they were all 10 for him
1: Well no he, His friends were He's like yours That's yours That's yours I'm like what the What else is that cool for Just doling them he was out kind of like Yeah I was like that's cool as hell But Do I didn't know what... After this. I was after was, That was Tom Brady I was like who I'm like what What at you Oh okay
0: Who the fuck is Tom Brady <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't I watched never heard of that guy. I don't care I watch college I don't care about NFL I never have really
0: See, I'm with fo- football. Like I'm, I'm more of an NFL fan than a college fan. I do follow college. I follow college basketball though more than I follow NBA. Right. Right. So I just right. that's just I guess it's just preferences and the play style. I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan. Well, you know, you know that. So I'm a huge NHL right. fan. And um, but like baseball for me, I grew up less than a mile from the where the well it used to be the Richmond Braves. Now they're called the Flying Squirrels and uh but the there's this yeah yeah they named the flying squirrels That's what they're called the richmond flying squirrels and they're a double mm-hmm. a team and uh but okay. i used to go there all the time i used to go there all the time when i was a kid i used to go up there watch the games so baseball to me in person is awesome i cannot mm-hmm. watch it on tv now my son yeah. his nine-year-old self will watch anything he's watching golf he's watching baseball he's just he just takes it all in and it's a it's amazing but you... Um, well, hold on. I had more questions there. I guess I have to cut Sorry,
1: we up. just get sad because we're just like a... Just like a weekly, It's like us hanging out drinking tequila, talking.
0: I know. So, that's one of the best parts right, about it, though.
1: That's what I love about comedy. The best part about comedy... The two best parts about comedy are being on stage and then the after-show hanging with comics you haven't seen in a mm-hmm. while.
0: Dude. That's it. That, I, that's just one of the biggest things I miss. I mean... And I talk about it with my wife all the time I you know I tell her I said it's people like mo and some of the other guys I used to work with it was awesome because you you became friends cuz you worked with each other and you really got along well and so yeah you would hang out afterwards I mean with you I rode with you at least a couple times 3 4 several yeah. hours in a car uh you were yeah. riding together and so you get to know each other that way and and comics have real camaraderie I I tell my wife all the time you know comics are kind of like like jedi or something like you know like we there's a there's a bond there that i don't Mm -hmm. think other people understand that what we do and or well i did you still do um but you know kind of how that is and and how it really makes and so i haven't seen you in person in forever but you and i you're one of those people man i could you know see you in person tomorrow or talk to you now and it's like we're just friends. We just, you know, you just kind of pick up where exactly. you left it's off. It's
1: like you pick up exactly where you left off. It's like, man, yeah. what's going on? Let's talk. And, uh, you know, that's your family, man. That's what it is. Com- comedians are a weird family. We either love each other immediately or hate each other immediately. And the ones who love that's each true. other immediately are friends for life no matter what. No matter what.
0: <laughs> right. No, that's true. And there are some that uh, comics that I definitely cannot stand. And <laughs> yeah, sir, There's plenty of comics <laughs> out there that don't like me. That's where did I go one too. time? I'm okay with it. No, where was I working one time? And somebody was like, "Oh, Mo." I was like, "Yeah." And this dude was like, "I love Mo." And I was like, "Yeah, Mo's awesome." And then this other dude was like, "What?" Mo was kind of mean to me, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here." Mo was not mean to you. Oh, geez. If, I said, if anything, if he probably was, told you the truth. That's probably what it was. Probably exactly. told you. Exactly. That's what they yeah. consider
1: mean. If I tell you the truth, don't ask me a question if you don't want the truth. Don't ask me how's my set, because I'll tell you. How your set was? I'll tell you exactly what you screwed up on and why you need to quit comedy right now. Don't ask me that question because I will make. I have made people quit comedy. I have. I have. There's this one dude once again back in Denver. Can I tell you this messed up story real quick?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take your time, dude. All you want.
1: You you, you, you know yeah. Anthony? You remember Anthony Crawford from North Carolina?
0: You I know, know he Anthony? was. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Okay, Anthony. He's in Denver right now, and he he used to do a podcast. And a couple of years ago, the podcast had myself and David Borey on. And we fucking, it was just so much fun to have these two dudes and we talk in comedy. And they did it live. And there was like a uh, question and answer thing for the other comics to ask us questions. And this one dude came up like, I've been doing comedy six months. Could you tell me about crowd work? And I railed on him so hard. I was like, look, you need to learn how to write a joke. Nobody needs to, you to talk to them. You need you don't understand what you're doing yet let that come and just went off on him and to the point where he got off the mic and cried and left. Okay. that that <laughs> I didn't make, I didn't want him to cry and leave, but it happened. So I laugh about it. Right. So I run into him the next year. Again, he comes back. I meet him again for the next year and I go to that open mic and it's me and my girl and we're sitting at the open mic and he's doing his comedy directly towards me. He's looking mm-hmm. me dead in my face doing his jokes, and they're not funny, okay? He's he's struggling, but he thinks he's done. And as, he said, as he's doing his jokes, I just said, crowd work. And he started shaking and walked off the mic and left again.
0: <laughs>
1: and I felt so bad. I felt I was, I was like, that boy going to kill himself. Please tell me he didn't kill him. Is he okay? <laughs> and apparently he's still out there doing jokes. But, yeah, so. Well,
0: you know what? There are some people, just like, for instance, I tried to play guitar when I was young. Mm-hmm. I never learned how to play guitar. It was, mm-hmm. I just c- couldn't do it. I didn't have the, some people aren't guitar players. Some people aren't comics. Yeah. I've seen a lot of comics yeah. over the years. I mean, I had this one dude, I used to run a room here, right around where I lived, just one nighter. Uh, and this guy used to drive, he used to drive like an hour and a half each way to come to this open mic. And mm-hmm. I was actually probably one of the people that would put him on. It was well, sort of a showcase show, but I put him on and he would drive down and it was like, is the nicest guy, but you're just like, you really got to up your chops. Now, he had potential, mm-hmm. but the part of it was like, you know, it got to the point where it was like, is this really going to happen for you? And sometimes you got to do that, right? You got to be, got to be, yeah. On you
1: it. got to look. There are people who have potential, and but that potential, if they don't have the drive to do it, means nothing. I've learned that. I've learned that. I've had so many people go out with me who have the potential to do this, but they're not. You have to either be insane or love this to the point where you're going to lose friends and relationships and all this other stuff. This isn't an easy game for anybody. It's just like, like oh, I'm just having fun doing comedy. No, I have fun doing comedy, but I've put in many years of work. I've stayed in many airports hotel, airports, over the middle of the night. I've taken Greyhounds. I've taken buses. I've taken everything to get to a gig. And If you put, don't want to put that kind of work in, why are you here? You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. I have been broke as hell on this, on tour before and eating like ketchup packets. I understand how this works. And it's, it's hard. You're not, it's not glamorous to begin with. It can get glamorous at the end, not towards the end, but it can get glamorous once you get to the point where you can do it. But you got to get to that point where you're doing it. Nice. And, uh, and I tell the truth about it. and People get mad sometimes. So if that person said Mo was mean to him. I just told him the truth.
0: Yeah, that's and that's what I I even said that to the dude. I was really like, Yeah, he probably told you the truth. Never having seen the guy on stage, I blurted it out. I literally just, mm-hmm. he's probably telling you the truth. And I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about the comedy part. I was just, oh, He's yeah. probably telling you the truth. And the dude kind of looked away and I'm like, Ah, oh, shit. I hit a nerve on that one. I definitely <laughs> <laughs> I hit yeah, a nerve. Nobody
1: hates me. If nobody hates me, they got mad at the truth and didn't want to know it because I'm real honest about comedy. I'm not going to sugarcoat code and say, Hey, you're. You're great when you suck. I'll say you suck fucked up over here, here, here. and You can either fix it or you can get out of my face. If you fix it, we can talk again. If you don't fix it, good luck to you.
0: Yeah. And that's nothing wrong with that. Because why would you yeah. want to do something where you're just getting, you know, getting blustered up your ass all the time? Oh, you're great. You're great. No.
1: Yeah, I don't want that. I mean, I, if I suck at night, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first person to say I suck at night. I can tell. I mean, I told, the club, I told the club manager a couple weeks ago, like, I'm sorry, that sucked. He was like, no, you were great. I'm like, no. Trust me, I know that sucked. He was like, you were great. Don't fucking bullshit me. I know when I suck I know when right. a, I know when a set sucks because the crowd didn't get connected with me. I like to connect with the crowd, and sometimes it doesn't happen. Very rarely it doesn't happen, but it can not happen sometimes.
0: Right. I can see that. I mean, I know. I remember I just thinking right off. There was one time I came on stage. I was in Virginia Beach at the Funny Bone, and the – Guy who ran the place, uh, Rick, awesome guy. But he was like, Hey man, that was a killer set. And my reaction was, ah, I was tight. I was a little tight. <laughs> I wasn't really, you know, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and he just looked at me like, what else could you want? I'm like, you don't fucking know what I want. <laughs> like <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: My goals are up here, you're down here. I don't know what the fuck. We'll meet in the middle. And like it just yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm not trying to be the mediocrity that you normally have. <laughs> right. Well, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a dick statement. I
0: know. I know. No, but you know what? You're right. And that's one of the reasons why I always love talking to you, Mo. because, you know, if you don't want to get better and you haven't studied it, then why would you want to be in it? And why not be your yeah. own worst critic is one of the things that I've always mm-hmm. thought about when it comes to comedy. There's plenty of other things in life I'm not my own worst critic on. I am right. definitely was definitely always critical of my comedy. Since you've gotten older, do you think you've gotten less critical yourself or more?
1: Just more, because I know I, I'm not scared to be like, oh, that really sucked. I have no problem saying if a night sucked.
0: Right.
1: I mean, I, I did a, I did a gig in Tunica, Mississippi, Thursday night that I thought was going to suck, and it was actually kind of fun.
0: Right.
1: Uh, and I did 45 minutes and probably did eight jokes because I was playing with the crowd so much.
0: Yeah, I've seen you do yeah. those. Over an hour. And you didn't. I think you told two jokes the entire time. You literally just riffed <laughs> on the entire crowd. Just played with them. Just played with them. But that's what that's what okay you do, you though. Have to you got do that. that. Yeah. So because how do you feel you have about
1: to play with the
0: crowd? Go ahead. Tom. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I was going to ask you. I said, so how do you feel how the crowds have been since? Because like, okay, like you, we had the whole lockdown thing and stuff like that. You actually had COVID at, at one point. Right,
1: dude. I, I I spent two years trying not to get COVID and ended up catching it in January, and it tried to kill me for real. Cause, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I seriously, it was horrible. I mean, I my from my from the room I'm sitting in in my house right now to my car, it may be a hundred and fifty steps, and I had to stop stop three times to get to my car. And I'm like, why? What's going on? I feel like crap, and. I ended up doing a show that night. I went, the first night I was at the hospital for like nine hours and nobody helped me. I went and did a show and they were just like, you're fine, you're fine, you know. And then on the way home, they family sent me the test numbers from that time in the hospital that no one helped me. And I'm just like, I probably should go to a hospital. And I walked in like, yeah, you got COVID and you might have congestive heart failure and blood clots. And I was like, no, I don't have either of those because I just saw my regular doctor the week prior and I didn't have either of those. Right. And so they're just like, yeah, the COVID screwed me up so bad. I was in the hospital for a week. Uh, they had me on everything. I mean, it, I never lost taste or smell, but it just, I could not breathe. It really messed up my heart, but it it's messed up my lungs for for about a month. Uh, Cause even while I, I was out and, you know, I took a, took like three weeks off and when my family went back to the, when I went to the Bahamas at the end of middle of February, I, um I, was, I, I, dude, I had to like stop still walking all the time because it just, even though it was better, it had damaged my lungs to the point that I had to like, the gig from my hotel to the actual gig is maybe a thousand steps. And I had to stop so many times between there just because I was just like, <clears throat> still my lungs But it took me like six months to get back to my normal abilities on stuff because that long COVID is for real. That Man. long COVID stuff is for real. That's what I...
0: Yeah, I, I've i it been... Still
1: messes, it's, it's still messing with Chandra, uh, one of my partners, because she caught it too, and uh, it it messes with her heart rate right now. She'll just be sitting here, and her heart rate will jump up to like 130. And if nothing's mm-hmm. wrong with her heart, it's the COVID that did that to her.
0: Right. That's what I've heard. Yeah. We have been lucky, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, not to, but I've known a lot of people who have, and it's it's been... It's been it's been pretty crazy. I mean, I had a one mm-hmm. one of my friends from years ago. I mean, his parents actually passed away from it. So, and oh, wow. yeah, yeah. And the thing was, was when that happened, was when it was going through with you. And I was like, come on, Mo, fight it, fight it, Mo. Oh, but you're a fighter, so you're Yeah, I'm not so letting much. that t- you know. I'm not going <laughs> to let
1: that take me down. I'm like if I survived eight surgeries and dying twice and then you know, screwing up my legs for it, I'm like, I'm not letting this COVID take me down. And y'all can think it are like when they say the congestive heart failure. I'm like, all right, this is crazy because that's not in there. And they just admitted me and put me in a room and all this stuff and did everything. And I'm just like, I'm not being taken out by COVID. I got too much stuff to do. The album
0: hasn't even come out yet. Let's go, let's go. Man, right. you're fired up, man. How do you feel I'm the crowds insane. have been? How do you feel the crowds have been since you've been back? Have you, have you, you gotten like, better? I'm, you think so? Okay, they've
1: gotten better because last year we went out like one couple weeks. And the crowds were there and happy to get out, but they were also really arrogant. Arrogant <laughs> crowds. And something that made people feel like they're entitled to their own opinion on zombie shows. And now people yell stuff out that they wouldn't have yelled five years ago.
0: You know? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I not because I haven't I mean, I haven't done a show in a while, but I know people a lot of comics that I still talk to are saying that there's times they, they go and people just yell shit out, and you're just like, did that really just, you know, like, did that really just freaking happen? And right. yeah, people do that. I mean, I talk about politics doing the show, the regular podcast. Right. We don't have a guest on. And it's become one of those things where I've actually had people email me and say, hey, I kind of like it when you don't do the politics. Could you go back to the.
1: <laughs> no, Man, I don't. Uh, sure. There's always. There's all you know as a comic. You know, there's always one drunk white woman who's gonna yell stuff in a show, and that's mm-hmm. not racist to me. But that's just the That's just the that's Facts. just the way it goes. That's yeah. just the way it goes. Yep. Uh, it has been for years, always. But now they're yelling Trump or something at me when I do an anti. I, I <laughs> once again I made somebody leave the show last week in Little Rock because I have this new joke that's hard. That it's not even a new joke, John. It's an old joke that never worked before Roe versus Wade. And now that that whole thing's been overturned, this joke gets an applause break and like a standing ovation on this one damn joke. And I pissed the dude off with his joke so much that he actually got up and left. And I didn't even see him leave. If I had saw him leave, I would have made lots of commentary about it. But he was at my show in a Make America Great Again hat. And I'm just like, I didn't know that. I was just doing my show, but he left. I'm like, yeah, well, I didn't find out about it afterwards. I'm like, okay good. He left. I mean, no one falls caused trouble. Yeah. He might not have liked my act. I mean, he might not have liked what I said, but that was five minutes into my act, so
0: there's no problem. I mean, you're not going to make everybody happy, right?
1: <laughs> no. I'm not trying to make everybody happy. If I'm if, I, if I trying to make everyone happy, I'd have a puppet. I don't want a puppet. Nah. I want to do... No, I'm not here to... Look, if you come to my show, I'll just be warned. 90%, 99% of those people are going to have a fucking great night. Yeah. That 1% who's too overly sensitive and wants to be like, well, I think that you shouldn't be doing this in a comedy thing. You don't understand what comedy is. And you need to go back home and go rent yourself a Jeff Dunham DVD. Right. And leave me the hell alone. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Well, we see. here to make people laugh about this. I, my comedy is purposely to make you laugh at the things that people tell you you're not supposed to be laughing at. You, We laugh at that stuff.
0: I used to notice back 10, 15 years ago when I was doing comedy a lot, I would... Go places, and the old people were cooler than a lot mm-hmm. of times. We're cooler than the young people. The older you know people why, were. right? No, because just...
1: those older people have seen shit. They've done <laughs> shit. They've experienced shit. Those are the ones who right. came over eating ass first. We, we think we're the ones who came over eating ass. Those old people ate ass for real. <laughs> They were the original ass eaters. Those are the ones who great. Your grandma, you might not want to think about this, job, but your grandma ate ass. She ate ass, and it was a horrible thing. She was in your granddad doing that, and we thought we were the first one. No, your grandmother ate ass. That's why they were cooler, because they did all this shit. You got to think that World War Two generation, that those baby boomers, they came up and saw shit and did shit. And had to fight through wars and hit nothing. Young people ain't done shit. He's like, "Oh, I got a Twitter beef. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> no, those people say shit. They they're not offended by words nowadays. People are offended by words, and I'm just like, I don't care if you're offended by the words that I just said, because the words I said were not words to hurt anyone's feelings. You just got offended because it's something either personally close to you, or you don't understand the topic I'm talking about.
0: Okay. So there, so. <laughs> So it wasn't Please
1: name this show my, <laughs> Please name this episode My grandmother ate ass. Please name it <laughs>
0: Okay I'm so sorry No, no, no Dude, I told you You have free reign on this show You Especially If I was Even if I had reigns on this show About what guests could say For you I would take them off for you Because I know You'll use them wisely You would use the freedom wisely Thank you, sir Of course but. It's a couple things about that. One, I'm not naming the episode that. Um, it's just going <laughs> to It's just going to be episode 45 with Mo Alexander. Oh, and okay. and uh also, I hope my sister doesn't hear this episode because she's going to think about our grandma. And I think it's funny. I think it's funny. I think it's goddamn funny. I'm so it wasn't it. Just, No, no, it's funny. No, the thing is, so it's like, oh, okay. Like you think it was war. No. All this other stuff. Yeah,
1: I think it was all those people. those people, the great survived depression,
0: shit.
1: great depression. All the older people like they the gang's survived shit. And even if the ones like the, even the ones who came back shell shocked, what they call PTSD now, uh-huh. who ended up abusing their kids and being horrible parents, those those kids saw shit too, right. and they understand that the world is not a nice place. That they are not they're not offended by me saying word. And they actually like hearing the truth. It's the people who've never done anything who have nothing to be uh no reason to be like offended by something, I'm offended. Why are you offended by it? I don't know. I think I should be. That's what
0: happens. Well that's what happens. It's like, you know, Paris Hilton, like, uh, I didn't like a error Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like you don't you don't fuck know you. shit. I don't care what you but
1: I made fun of your stupid ass show because you're a rich bitch out on a fucking farm. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Cause no one, What was that
0: Ritchie. show called? Nicole Ritchie was the other.
1: Yes, Nicole Ritchie and Paris Hilton. I yeah. still remember the name of the show. God damn it. And, but yeah, whatever. I can't think of My it. Only, I don't even, you know what I hate that bitch? I don't even stay in Hilton. That's how much I hate that <laughs> bitch. I don't even stay in a Hilton hotel.
0: The only time I've ever stayed in a Hilton was because I wasn't paying for it. That's the only time I've ever. Right. Done.
1: That's the only time.
0: Oh, and because.
1: Right, I don't blame you on that.
0: Yeah, I wasn't paying for it. And I probably couldn't afford it. That was the other thing too. So that's right. probably, I mean, <laughs> that's probably a mitigating factor. Fuck her. Yeah. Can't stand any of those people. Yeah. Fuck those people. So what are you? Uh, what are your plans for the future, Mo? What do you see? So you, so you got this album out, Mo Possum Blues.
1: Mo Possum Blues currently out. The future is. Um we got two different books coming. We're, we're working on two different books right now and potentially a TV show. Okay. Uh, well, you know where to find me. To, I do. Trust <laughs> me, it's going to be stupid. We might need you for a few things. Okay. Um, you hit me up anytime. The book, one book, one, the basically the one book is going to be the basis of the TV show because I like to write short stories, but they're all short stories about stuff that really happened to me growing up. Right. And my life is incredibly stupid. Um, and it's not even because I'm a comic. It's just like all this stuff happened and I became a comic probably because of it. Because there's an entire incident that I'm not going to go into right now on the show. But I'm just going to tell you the thing is, at the age of like six, I think my entire family was held hostage by what my mom thought was a penguin.
0: Oh That's a, a true story. A penguin?
1: Yes. We were held hostage in my house for like six hours. Because my mother thought a penguin oh, was in okay. the house.
0: She thought there was a penguin in the house.
1: She swore up and down there was a penguin in the house. Okay.
0: What was it? Con-
1: Long story. Is, is, I'm <laughs> not even gonna tell you. But I'm not even gonna tell you. But my grandfather came home. My grandfather. We, it was my mother. My my mother. My grandmother. And myself locked in a room together All right. uh, for like six hours until my grandfather got home, and then he had to take care of the situation. Yeah, it's it, it's a real story. But the name of the, the name of the book is going to be called "The Penguin Fighters of Neptune," which.
0: Nice. <laughs> Penguin <laughs> yeah. Fighters of Neptune. Um, I want that on a shirt, yeah. just so people will you go. Will what the shirt. fuck is that on your shirt? And I'm going to go. It's a Penguin Fighters of Neptune, yeah. dude. Check it out. PenguinFightersOfNeptune dot And I won't tell them what it is. I got to go on the website to fucking do it. That's how you drive exactly. traffic. That's, Mo. The name of that book. That's how you drive traffic. That's
1: the name of the book. You're doing good. I'm about to go. Yeah, I'm about to go get that website right now. So, taking fire the net I'm about to go buy that right now. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go buy that site. Go buy don't it because it this, will this will be out. Yeah,
0: yeah no, this will, this episode and won't book. be out till Tuesday because I got to play with it a little bit. I know. I'm gonna, like
1: I'm gonna buy it today. Yeah. I'm gonna buy going to Buy that whole yeah. Need to play that dot com. But uh, so that's a book. There's another book we're doing that's just you know how you get high and write material and hear things. We have this other thing called Overheard At, where okay. me and people have just said stupid shit.
0: Right. And oh, yeah. You have yeah. To
1: write it down immediately. Yeah. I've seen it. You see me do it online. Overheard At Mo's, Overheard At Moe's Hotel, Overheard yes. It. And we writing a book with like two or three hundred of the dumbest things ever said online. I've screenshotted them, I saved them all. And we're going to put that book out and sell that. Hopefully, bigger and better tours because, uh, Starting with Comedy Works, September twenty second through the twenty fifth, uh, downtown Comedy Works, That's Mo Alexander. Come on out if you live in Colorado. Come on out. Um, bigger and better clubs, bigger and better things. The next album is going to be even darker than this one, because I am so proud of this one joke about this one anti hate joke I have right now. Uh, I can't. I'm not gonna do it. But this is. I have a. Because I I don't like all the hate that I'm seeing right now in this country and the. Divisions of oh, racism and all these little racist little groups popping up. Yeah. And I have a joke right now that makes me so happy and it pisses so many people off. That's
0: awesome. No, I i agree with you, Mo. And that's, you know, one of the coolest things you ever said to me was you said, you were like, God damn, John, you're a cool white dude. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I, Thanks And uh, I know it's funny It's kind of like Oh but you're the one Saying it John Mode But no But there was You just looked at me one time Like god damn John You're a cool white dude And I was like Okay I'm gonna yeah, wear that badge you, For the rest of my life You should like y- Y'all surprised You don't
1: have a shirt That most said I'm a cool white guy
0: That should just be a shirt said, now That, just, that should
1: go. be a shirt yeah. What is it I don't know Go to the website Most said I'm a cool white guy And it goes immediately To your website most... That's how you can do it yes. There
0: you go. Perfect. Man, marketing. We could do this all day. I like it. <laughs> Man, it's awesome talking to you, dude. I, I miss you. I, I awesome swear one of these you. days, I'm going to get back out on the road and do some comedy. But
1: You should. You should. I will work with you anytime, anywhere. You know that.
0: Well, you know, if you ever come to Richmond, if you ever do anything in this area, within the area, whatever, dude, am, I'm all over it.
1: I, we need to talk off camera because I need to ask you about a club over there oh, yeah, sure. I heard about this other club over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it might have been when yeah, I was we'll telling talk, you about. We'll so you got Mopas and Blues available iTunes, mm-hmm. Amazon, anywhere people get music, right?
1: Yep, and they're and they're also playing parts, not the whole album, but they're playing selected tracks on uh, Sirius XM. Sirius
0: XM, yeah. On
1: both the LOL Kevin Hart channel and the Raw Dog channel, which is yeah. the one I wanted to miss. The yeah,
0: yeah, and hell yeah, yeah, buddy, get that money. I love you, man. I miss you. Well, I love miss, you, sir. miss hanging out with you. One of these days, we'll we're
1: gonna get this. We're gonna do this. I'm gonna come to Richmond. I'm gonna try to get the, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get to Richmond next year. Okay. And uh, we, that's what I need to talk about this club about right now. But we're gonna do. We're trying to get to Richmond.
0: Well, I was gonna say what you need to do is when you come to town, you come out one of the days, come to my house, and. uh I'll cook dinner. Oh, that's
1: going to happen. That's I'll not even going to happen. That's not. I mean, that's not even. That's not even not going to happen. That's going to happen. Right. Because I need to meet the wife and the kids. Oh, need yeah. to corrupt your. Ch- I need to corrupt your nine year old son a little bit.
0: Yeah. Or we'll go out to dinner or something. We'll figure it out.
1: I'll give I'll give your son a pussy and cookie shirt.
0: <laughs> I like it. He's he'd wear it. He'd wear it. He'd- I know.
1: there uh, some reason this family came into a show. We were at the Comedy Club of Kansas City and Dustin, the owner, is like trying to get this family not to come in because they had like little seven, eight-year-old kids and they were like, oh, they know all those words already. It's okay. We can watch a Mo Alexander show. It was like 12 of them. So I had a seven and a nine-year-old in my show one night and the seven-year-old kid ended up with a pussy and cookie shirt. I was like, please wear that to school.
0: Please wear that to school. That would be funny shit. I was telling my wife the other day about how this friend of mine, Dennis in high school, you remember the sex wax shirts? Remember the sex yep. wax? Yeah. Yep. He had one, it was a sex wax shirt, and on the back of it it said, Blow me. And it was this it was this chick, like it was a it was a cartoon, but it was this like bikini chick. and it said blow me. And one of the assistant principals, Miss Bratt, she was very uptight, saw the shirt and freaked the fuck out, man. She in the middle of the cabin, mm-hmm. you had to go. Eh, eh, eh. She wanted him to take the shirt off while he was still in the school and walk out with no shirt on. I'm not even joking. She's like, get oh, out of here. Hell no. Yeah. Just crazy. She was not a cool old person wow. when it came to comedy. She was not no, a cool not at old all.
1: person. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, apparently, she apparently she was a you know closeted or something. Not closeted, uh, she was sheltered at a, at a youth something, or something. Man.
0: God. And, yeah. I mean, I understand it not being in the school, but yeah, it is one of those things. Like, pussy. I yeah, okay. I people annoy me though,
1: but Chandra gave her niece one of the uh, standard records hoodies. Yeah. You know, that's my label. That's my record label yeah. now. Yeah. This the label wrong. on. And her principal's like, You need to take that off. That's offensive. I'm like, What's offensive about stand up records? You dick? wrong?
0: What's wrong with stand up
1: offensive? It's a it's it's a mic it's, it's a microphone being held by hand. What's offensive about this? There's I, I wanna I wanna go fight I wanna go over that school and fight somebody about that. I'm like, What's offensive about the word stand up records? Tell me. Stand up records which one? What's bothering you? Let you know, her alone. I, leave it Leave a kid with a hoodie on.
0: I did have a woman tell me one time that stand up was the devil, so maybe that's what it was.
1: Well, you should have said, I'm like good.
0: And I was like, well, I guess I'm going good. to hell because These... I, th- I feel like I'm already there.
1: <laughs> I've done hell. I've done hell gigs. Called Elk <laughs> d- City, Oklahoma. I'm yeah. not. I'm not afraid. Let's go.
0: I've done hell gigs. It's, I headlined a fucking bowling alley outside of Pittsburgh. I know what a freaking hell gig is. God damn it!
1: <laughs> was that a bonkers gig?
0: Yeah, it was a bowling alley I outside that of Pittsburgh.
1: One. Yeah, I remember that one.
0: I yes, showed I up, dude. You want to hear a funny story? I showed up,
1: supposed yeah. to be
0: the feature. They said our headliner is not going to make it. You got to headline. It was, and I'm like, what? Like, I think just for that night. Was it? I think it was more than one night. I don't know, but yeah, just that night.
1: I think it was a two night gig. It was a two, two nighter, night, gig. yeah.
0: But they said the first night, said you're gonna have mm-hmm. to headline. And I I ate ass is what I did. <laughs> 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 it was so yeah. bad. Cause yeah. I was not I was not at all ready to be a headliner whatsoever. But and they said do forty minutes and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna do forty minutes and it wasn't pretty. So but you live, you learn, man. That's what I say.
1: Yep, I remember that gig very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Mo, I love you, brother. Like I said. Mo Possum Blues, like I said, available on iTunes, Amazon, MoAlexander.net right?
1: MoAlexander.net yes. So you can get you uh, Do me a favor. If you listen to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, go to Instagram and follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh my cause I hate it. Social media is part of this whole industry now. Right. I hate it, but I need followers on there because they're like Hey, you're funny as hell. You had the number one album on my How many followers do you have on Instagram? Like 3,000? No, that's nothing. You need to have like 2 million. I'm like, whatever. So go to Instagram and go follow me over there so I can get some decent management. I can, like, you know, get a tour bus and take John on the road with me. <laughs>
0: there we go. So we can
1: be like, you know, Ron White and Alex so drunk all the time. You know, he doesn't drink. I'll drink. He'll do the cannabis. He'll be great. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: it would be that just sounds fun. Yeah, to follow move. me
1: on Instagram. It's Mo Alexander. It basically, if you type in M O Alexander anywhere on the internet, you'll find me. Right. So follow yeah. all that crap, all of it. TikTok, uh, Instagram, uh, the uh, Facebook. Not don't friend me on Facebook. I'm out of friend space. Go so to right. comedian Mo Alexander, follow that page and get my numbers up.
0: Yeah. Mo Alexander, you'll be good to yourself. All right. Chad Miller. Yeah, man. I will. Uh... Chad Miller. I love you brother. All right, I love you too. Don't don't go anywhere, bro. I'm going to end this recording. You folks listening, Mo, you want to say anything else to anybody before we leave?
1: Thank you for having me. I love everybody except if I don't love you, and if I ever hurt your feelings doing comedy, I hope you quit.
0: Right. The only thing I would say is if you don't love somebody, Mo, it's because they did something goddamn deserving of it. That's what I would say.
1: Pretty much. I'm I'm I try my best to be a good human being. I re- I I might not like human beings, but I try to do my best to be a good one. And if I hate you, you have done something hard.
0: (laughs) No, I totally agree. And I think you're absolutely correct. Mo Alexander, I'll see you later. Thank you. And we are back. How was your time with Mo Alexander, everybody? Man, that was a good time. That was funny. I'm still laughing. I'm. This is actually a couple days later from when I recorded the intro, but I'm still feeling. I'm still feeling a little under the weather, but I just went back and listened to that. That we had to do a little extra work on it, but it came out. Came out pretty good, I think, considering what it was. That was a good time. I'm still laughing about it. I still am. Whew. Mo Alexander. Yes. Want to thank our promotional partners on the episode today again. MondoMonsterware.com. They make stellar entertainment parody fandom t-shirts you can find them at mondo monsterwear.com mondo Monsterwear, shirts that feed the geeky mind make sure you do podcast at checkout for an exclusive discount also want to thank newsly.me for being a sponsor on the on the episode today newsly is an all-in-one super app for ios and android it picks news articles for you and then newsly reads them to you in a natural human voice Articles are available. They cover sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians. Yuck. <laughs> All in an audio format. They've got podcasts from over 80 countries. You can download Newsly for free. Any of the app stores go to newsly.me. Use promo code D, John D, and receive one month free of a premium subscription, which has more content and features available. Stop scrolling the news. Start listening to it. Newsly.me. All right. We've been having all this fun, don't forget there are there are people out there that need some charity. I feel like it's been forgotten, you know. Anything to do with the Ukraine, let's not forget about what's going on over there. I highly recommend Doctors Without Borders and Save the Children, Wounded Warrior Project. That's right. We want to make sure we take care of our wounded warriors that have served our country and they deserve the best care that we can possibly give them in honor and gratitude of their service. bestfriends.org Their goal is to make every animal shelter in the United States no-kill by 2025, bestfriends.org. No Kid Hungry, all year long, year round, school in, school out. They help our young folks get proper nutrition, all right, so make sure you remember them. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, John D Podcast, J-O-N-D Podcast, J-O-N-D Comedy. The John D Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, John D Podcom, J-O-N-D Podcom. Can email the show, T-H-E-E-J-O-N-D podcast at gmail.com. The Johnny Podcast at Gmail. Executive producers on the show today. I feel like I should have music right now. I'm gonna try that. Somebody asked me in a long ago. They said, John, why don't you put some music on there again? Like you had. Do a little, a little background. That would be cool. That would be too professional, right? Anyways, speaking of professionals, executive producers on the show have been Liz Miller and Tom Hancuff. This show was co-produced by yours truly, John D. Miller, as well as Tom of That's his voice, man, when you call him. Thanks so much to him. He knocked it out the park on this one. Thanks again so much to Mo Alexander. Make sure you check out his new album, Mo Possum Blues, on iTunes and Amazon, or anywhere else you get music. It was awesome to talk to him. I love the dude. I'll be talking to you soon. I got a bunch of material, because I've been building stuff like I usually do, but then I had, uh, I had this awesome thing going on with Mo. Hopefully, I'll be back to you sooner rather than later take care of yourselves take care of each other this has been episode 45 numero 45 of the john d podcast i've been your host john d miller until next time later for you